0: Welcome to the REI Foundation with Jason and Peely. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Good morning, Uh, Alex Franks of uh, New Pathway Investments. Uh, We really appreciate you coming on. You said something uh, right before we got on the air, which we thought was amazing. Is that you basically um, work in your garden and in your free time invest in real estate, and uh, that's that's a goal (laughs) in life that uh, that is. Definitely accomplishable with real estate. And that's just one of the amazing facets of it. Love to know a little bit more about you. Let our uh, listeners get a little more feel about who you are, what you do, and uh, what really makes you tick.
2: Jason, where do I start? You know, I actually got in this business in 2000. I used to sneak out during my lunch breaks and flip houses. (laughs) I worked out was a recreation director. And I heard about flipping houses and I was like, man, I think I can do this, you know? And yeah. I used to have a buddy cover for me and I'd have to buy him like every clothes, I'd have to buy him tools, some type of tool when it would cover it for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know,
2: I tell people my career has just evolved through learning each new thing. I've always been, if I learned about wholesaling, you know what? I want to be the best wholesaler you know, building rentals, you know, I want to be the best at turnkey. you know, and I've just evolved through the years and here we are doing deals with you guys in Kentucky on apartments.
1: Amazing. Nice. Yeah, amazing. Right. And, uh, I think I've said of that the, the, one of the big points and you're a huge proponent of networking is that you just meet so many amazing people out there doing so many amazing things and, uh, accomplishing so much and it, it just constantly learning. There's just so much. And just the, the power of, of actually networking is just incredible.
2: I, you know, Jason, I speak a lot and I was just Lee, we were just discussing it, but networking to me is the most important part or, or facet of this business or what I do. I consider myself a connector because I'm bringing a lot of people together. I'm finding deals, putting things together, whether it's raising capital, good deals, or just educating. But that networking is really the biggest thing you can do in this business to increase this business. Correct. And it's not a very hard thing. It's very simple if you take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, it's hard to break out of your box sometimes. And, and especially if maybe you're maybe more introverted. But if you, just, if you want to be in real estate and you have no idea how to get started, I mean, you can go to any local area and just just talk to people. People in your same position or people who've maybe been in the industry for 20, 30 years and have done everything about it. And the information that you can get, you just, you can't grasp that. I mean, you can read all the books you want. There's a ton of wealth out there, of course, online and in, in platforms like Bigger Pockets. But if you really want to get involved locally, it's, it's just amazing what you can accomplish.
2: What you just said, for, for folks that are scared to get out there and talk to people, that's okay. I, I've showed folks, this is, I, you know, I go to three meetings a week here. I go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I try to be at local meetings. And I try to meet between five and 10 people a week. Usually five folks getting in the business, five people established in the business. And, but I've been in this, so I understand how to talk to folks, approach folks. But for new people, I say, listen, grab 10 business cards at a meeting. Don't even say a word to people. Just thank them because you're scared to talk. I get it. Send an email. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, I, yeah. I met you at this meeting. What is it you do in this business? Or how can I help you in this business? You, you know, and, and break the ice a little bit. It's wow. a little bit easier.
0: That's gold right there. Because I can't, I can't tell you how many people are like, I, I just can't talk to people. I just, I, I don't want to go to these meetings. Uh, I, I'm you in the business. Why would they talk to me? Yep. Right there. Grab business cards. That's email.
2: It. You know, these simple <laughs> cards. And, and now I do it. Jason, we taught networking. I'm really big on numbers. I try to, you know, email 15, 20 people a week that I've met at the meetings. I try to meet. I'd like to say 10, but I don't always hit 10. And then you can see, because I like folks to be able to see my journey, what I'm accomplishing. Sure. I put down when I'm at these meetings every night. I'm, you know, social media is awesome if you really yeah. want to use it to, you know, to let
1: the world know what you're doing. Yeah. It's just important too, as, as you mentioned, the follow-up people will go and meet you and then they won't follow up with you. But if you have that follow-up and maybe you can bring value to somebody else, I mean, that's the best part of a partnership. Mm-hmm. If you can add value to somebody else and maybe you're looking to get into it and you are, I mean, as simple as, Hey, listen, um, I see you're doing a bunch of flips. You know, I'm happy to be a runner just so I can learn the process. I'm happy to go run around, you know, hand in permits, go, uh, fetch tools, fetch items, whatever you need. I just want to learn what's happening. I mean, anybody can do that. If they want to.
2: You just said a powerful word, though. You know your word in this business. Follow up, and your word is everything. Yep. If you tell somebody you're going to do something, please do it. You know, expand
0: and, on that. Expand on that a little bit more. You know, I wasn't
2: always good at this. Listen, I, I'm not here because I was a genius. I made all the mistakes. I can write three books on what not to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I was chasing deals. I was excited about money. Somebody called me up, and you know what? They want to meet, but I can go over here and meet this person. You got a better deal. If you say you're going to do something in this business, just do it. If you say you're going to be somewhere at eight o'clock, be there at eight o'clock, be there at seven 50. If you say you're going to do a podcast at 10, if you guys notice, I was checking in at nine 30. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> because reliability, there's a lot of folks in this business. It's the little details that will separate you and us from somebody else. And, sure. and your word is everything. And it's very easy to ruin. So you, you want to keep that. That's, sometimes that's all we have. That's what you can offer folks.
1: I find that in real estate, everybody's always... It, you hear so many success stories, so you're, you're really afraid to, to fail. But I, I heard on another podcast and someone said it really, really perfectly is that you always fail in real estate. You're, you're going to fail, fail, then you succeed. And then you're going to fail. Then you're going to succeed, succeed. Then you're going to fail again. And then you're going to succeed, succeed, fail, fail, fail. And it, that's just it. So... You, you're going to fail, but if you're, that's basically your education. If you're, you're, hopefully you can talk to network enough people that, you know, especially for the apartments, shoot, you know, we made a ton of mistakes getting through it, but I had people around me that, that were like, okay, so that's where you're at, but this is what you can do to correct that. This is what you can do to get to that next step. And just that, that powerful network around me allowed us to, to put together the right team to be able to get to the next step here.
0: So going further from what you just said, I mean, you're really big on education. Can you expand on that a little bit more?
1: I'd like to. Absolutely.
2: But I want to jump to Jason, the the point about failure. You just spoke about my 17 years in this business. (laughs) (laughs) I I promise we've won, we've lost, but we learned. Yeah. We won, we lost, we learned. When we didn't learn, it came back and bit us in the, you know what, again. So until, (laughs) and this goes back to the education people you're talking about, you got to, continue to educate yourself in this business. You never know it all. But what I like to do is while I'm learning, I surround myself with power teams. I, I like to structure power teams, whatever I'm doing. And I always tell po- folks, that maybe I'm a visionary, I create an idea, but I want to have some super smart people around me that have been there, that have done it, that understand this business, that have walked the walk that we want to walk. And I try to... But to get to them, Jason, like you mentioned earlier, I also want to offer them something. Sure. You know, I'm just... You know, and we can discuss mentors, but I just not going to knock on somebody's door and say, Hey, I want you to teach me how to buy apartments like you do. I, I want to approach them with, listen, I want to be able to help you do something, offer you something so I can learn the right way and learn from the people that are doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, when I started, I thought I knew it all back then. And now I realize, man, the minute you think you know it all in this business, that's usually time to just, it's it. You're over. It's just done. Education is the key, and there's so much out there that we can just get. It's, it's right there in front of us.
1: Now, with where you're at in your career and with, for, for what you've seen, what, what, is really, what is really driving you right now? What, it, what is really your factor, your it factor? What, what do you want and where, where are you going? I, I call it my why.
2: And, and my why is my wife, my mom and dad, my mother-in-law and father-in-law. They're my whys. Yeah. I'm going, guys, that's it. Jason Peeley, I promise I wasn't always this way. I was the guy that was chasing money. I wanted people to know, you know, I'm six foot, I'm 250, I fight, I blah, blah, blah. I'm going, I was an idiot. <laughs> now, my wives are so strong that I just want my wife to be happy. You know what? If we have a passive income of 10000 a month or 15000 you know what? If you're not happy, it doesn't matter how much money you have. Being happy is the key to it all. It, and I feel like there's a saying on my board right there that says I'm alive. <laughs> this is from a gentleman. I belong to a workout group, a guy named Jesse Ertz, a phenomenal guy. Uh, I can't say the word philanthropist, yes. but he added the word fit to the front of it. And if you pay attention, those are the workouts I do. But his, his, he's happy and he's chasing life. I'm, I told somebody since January, I started to live life. I enjoy life. You know, the garden is life, but running races is life. And, and
0: we do real estate on the
1: side. That's amazing.
0: <laughs> wow. Life goals. Life goals. I am like, oh, yeah. uh, just keep on talking because I'm, I'm in, rapt, in rapture. But,
2: but people, I'm, I'm learning. And I tell everyone, it, it's not rocket science. You know, you can have, give somebody a million dollars tomorrow, but if they're 50 pounds overweight and they're not happy, they're not going to enjoy it. But I promise you, and it goes in a full circle. I tell there's a circle we talk about a lot. Oh, don't laugh at me, guys. I'm not lecturing your crowd, but it's a called a balance your life. And within it, we talk about education, money, health and wellness, friends and family, relationship, personal growth, spiritual, religion, whatever you want, fun, play, and physical. And I looked at that one day and I said, man, that's what I want to work on. All those. I will make money if we're good at what we do and we're educated in what we do and we know the market, we know the cycles but I want to enjoy life because then everything else is fun.
1: Yeah. And that's, that's something appealing. That I, we, we, we're really working hard on that because we're struggling, you know, yeah. at, at you're either you're, you're focused on your fitness and then you're like, Oh man, well, you know, I'm forgetting about the family. And then now we're we going to make sure we got the family. And then all of a sudden now you feel like the business is like, so you're trying to find that balance as a, it's a constant struggle, but when you get there, you feel amazing. But then you jump right back out of it. So
2: I don't think you ever get there, Jason. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> yeah. We just—I read two great books. One by uh, Grant Cardone, Ten X, and then one, the One Thing. And I looked at somebody. One guy is telling me to run 150 miles an hour, and the other saying, "Do one thing." Yeah. And I tell people, I think the key in all of it is is finding balance and being happy. What's and then you go back to your why. When you figure out your why, and then, you know, we always tell people to create a, uh, a mission statement for the business. And I, I tell people, skip that. I want to see a mission statement for your life. Once you figure out what you want out of life, I think things start to make more sense. Then we're not bouncing around as much and we're a little more focused.
0: I want to see a mission statement for your life. Yeah. we've been We've actually been trying to work on our mission statement, but that just like, that's a whole another better level wow you
2: know i'd I love to say i'm the smart guy that created all this but i listen to a lot of smart folks and i, I look and say what are they doing that makes them happy they're not working 80 hours a week chasing the the dollar they're going and they're ra- racing he's taking the family they're doing family events They're you mm-hmm. know go and i'm going simplicity and then i go my wife and I are always discussing what do we really want? And we're like, she wants her family to be happy. So we want to take care of our families. You know, then I want to play in my garden. So she wants to make sure we have enough money so I can play in the garden. And and she runs the wellness here on the reservation.
1: So she's really
2: into working out. And if we can do those, man life is good that's great
0: nice yeah Sounds we good.
1: uh we're we're really looking at just right now it's it's the the push for us is we want to accumulate assets that can give us the passive income to be allowed to just have the time with family and and, and that's really one of the, the huge benefits of real estate is you can basically buy assets that that can offer you income that can set aside what you're trying to just what your daily life habits are. And so you can actually do the life that you want. And that's one of the the huge bonuses in real estate.
2: I've always felt this is the best business. And I've had multiple companies. I had landscape companies I built up. I had a pressure washing company. I had a catering business. And I was always looking at the amount of time I had to spend in the business versus the amount of money I would make. And then it clicked one day that I can own real estate. I don't have to be there. I can have somebody fix it for me. I have somebody manage it for me because I purchased it right and I know numbers. So real estate's numbers. That's I just gotta know numbers. And this thing is gonna make me money and I don't have to be there. I'm going, I don't need to do these other businesses. <laughs> my mindset went completely. I looked at my wife and I said, Listen, I'm of course I said I was leaving my job, <laughs> you know, but I'm gonna get into this real estate. I think this is then it makes sense. And especially if you see it as numbers, it's truly numbers.
0: Well, let's go more, let's go further into the numbers, especially for like newbies that might be coming on uh, to your pod, uh, to this podcast. Talk, talk, talk to us a little bit about the numbers that you, you use.
2: I, I vary because everybody's what they want to accomplish is different. There's no, somebody might want to make 10 K a month. Somebody might want to be 5 K. Now, at one point in time, I was building real estate portfolios for investors. So you came to us because you had $500,000 or a million dollars and you wanted X amount of return. So we diversify that between maybe some flips, we do maybe some buy and hold, and we look for larger opportunities. But for new folks, I think everyone's got to understand simple numbers. What properties rent for? What ARV is? You know, what's the square foot sales price? I mean, then, what, is, what is ARV just for every for some repair value of a property? You know, there, if there are certain terms, I'd want to know LTV loan to value. You know, what is that loan to value? What is somebody going to lend you on that property? And again, this is where knowing the numbers is so important in this business. And I don't see folks taking time to learn the numbers. What I mean by that is. When, Jason, when we've spoke a couple of times on deals, you guys will send me a deal in North and South Carolina and I can pretty much spit it out to you, the numbers. I know the market. I've been farming the same areas for 17 years. Yep. so I know where it is. I understand the numbers. I know where I want to be at. I just got to figure out where we're at in the market cycle, which is something we can talk about more. Correct. But it's probably a
1: little more detailed than I needed to, but hey. No, no, it's it's perfect. And it's very important. And just knowing your market is important. And, and, and it's very important if you want to invest at a state to also know your market. Because you, you do. You want to know that, okay, this property, it's in a, um, a town that has either declining uh, declining population or it has a growing uh, job diversity, uh, the per unit expenses in this market are X amount. Whereas if I went to uh, a state, you know, from South Carolina to North Carolina, maybe I have different expenses. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of numbers that you can put in that are, that actually may be good markers, but knowing the market specifically, you can really get down to it. And that's where you can find deals and maybe, maybe pay a more competitive price than if I was just coming in guessing what the market was, uh, was going to bear.
2: I I see it over and over. I see newer folks in this business. They're basing off tomorrow's numbers. They're basing off what they think they can get. And I'm like, listen, numbers don't lie. People do. It's a huge statement. Numbers do not lie. Unfortunately, people do. And people can make a property or an apartment project look phenomenal on paper. But Mm -hmm. I tell folks, numbers don't lie. They tell the story right there. You can read it and make a financial decision based on those numbers. And that's truly and honestly what real estate is. Do the numbers make sense? Do I want to invest X amount of dollars into this project? Will I get a good enough return? Will I hold it? Will I buy and flip it? What am I
1: going to do? But it's all based on the numbers. That's right. That's right. And uh, Grant Cardone says uh, a great thing. He says, ah, when brokers give me a pro forma, I say, oh, thank you very much. And then I just crumple it up and throw in the garbage and say, okay, can you uh, send me the uh, T12 and rent roll, please? So...
2: <laughs> because Jason, you right. That can't lie. But, you know, and again, when you understand the market, where we're at in the market, which I don't think we truly ever get 100% there, but you know where you want to be. We're looking at an 80 unit right now in Rock Hill, John and myself and a couple other folks. We know we we made a soft offer at 3.2. We know we want to be about 3.6. We know where we want. And But I'm afraid that property is going to sell between 4 and 4.2 because yep. people are overpaying. And to me, I'm like, it's 10 minutes from my house. So I promise you, I know the numbers. Yep. Three, six is what that property is worth. Yep. And of yep. course, um, we ran it by Gino and he gave us those numbers. So.
1: Ah, there you
0: go. <laughs> uh, yep. he's talking about Gino Barbaro. If, uh, Yeah. yeah, yeah Bay that's listening. Which we had
1: on a, a prior episode. Like and, uh, Phenomenal just- guy. Yes. In, uh, in apartments and, uh, just an incredible person all around. And, it, to, to your point and Gino's point is that you have to stick to your numbers. You can't get emotional about these properties, especially multifamily. And that's the difference here is multifamily. It's, it's all about the numbers. It's all about the income. And the same thing, if you're even single family, it's all about the rentals. And that's where we see a lot of problems, of course, in the economy is when we see the market rising and, and families are going to buy houses, it's, it becomes more about, you know, What's the kitchen look like? Uh, what, you know what kind of siding is on the house. Uh, you know what, what neighborhoods it in. And it's not about the numbers, and that's where we always get into problems when we get into cycles in the market.
2: You know, Jason, because I do a little bit of everything. I, I you know, and and again, I build new construction, and I tell folks when the market says to build, it's cheaper to build than buy. You build. Yeah, I, I try to buy apartments. I do flips, and I also buy buy and hold little rentals and everything you just said is correct it doesn't matter it's all the numbers okay. but with the new construction it's the details in what you're building you know sure
0: i love talking with you because so many so many of like our mentors and people that we talk to they're like you need to focus on one thing in real estate and stick with it but i love hearing you speak about you do rentals. You do multifamilies. You do fix and flips. You do, and you do these based on the market trends and, uh, and basically sort of yeah. what what deal is there? And that just that that kind of warms well, my heart. <laughs>
2: well, I tell everyone, listen, I'm not the sharpest tool in this shed. I promise you, if I'm ever the smartest guy in the room, run. But- <laughs> I learned years ago from another gentleman, Jay Heinrichs, which would be a great guy to have on your show. He's a phenomenal guy. He's in Portland. I've done a lot of business with him. And Jason, we know a lot of the same people, you know, Joe Fred and others. And I, do, I listen to these folks, but you know, it's, again, if you just do one thing and you do it well, you would do good in this business. But diversification within the market is the key. That's correct. Because yeah. the market is going to do certain things at different times. Correct. Mm-hmm. Right now, we know for apartments, look, we're, we're all analyzing deals and we see people, it's a little bit high, people are mm-hmm. paying too much. So for me, that makes more sense is get my marketing out there. Do as much marketing as I can that we do want to buy when the market comes down a bit. It's true. Our market, we can build new construction and sell in Charlotte $200 a square foot in some areas. Wow. Yeah. So that yeah. tells us build. So, yeah. Now At the same time, if they're sitting on the house less than 30 days... We continue. the minute they go past 30 days, we know it's slowing down. We want to pull back the reins on that. Correct. So we start to see the apartment prices start to drop. Now we want to, you see where we're going to
1: go in that direction.
0: All goes back to the numbers. Like you said before, so numbers, true. numbers, numbers. Yep.
1: And when you're talking about um, sitting on 30 days, what he's talking about is that if, if you're going to build a home and put it up to sell, basically that the home is going to sell within 30 days. And when, when you start seeing a lot of homes sitting there past 30 days, you realize the market's getting oversaturated with homes and, and possibly it's, it's, that's the time to stop building at least in your market. Mostly most markets. Yeah.
2: Again, Jason, you just said the magic, the market tells you what to do. Yep. You just got to listen to the market. That's true. That's true. So we all want passive income, but we got to figure out what's
1: best during that market. What during that time. It's correct. And that's what allows you to diversify, which is just amazing. And you can, I mean, shoot, People are amazingly uh, successful in one niche and it just goes that if you stay in that niche for 30, 40 years, you're, you're going to be successful. If you stay into it for the long run and just keep buying with your numbers, but you're going to have points where you're less successful and points where you're more successful, just based on the market. If you can diversify into other niches that allow you to go where the strengths are based on where the market cycle is, that's where you can really get it. And uh, I'm sure your 17 years has, uh, has given you a lot of feedback on that.
2: Yeah, I can tell you all the mistakes I made through the years. Lots of. <laughs> Actually, I think it's the evolution in this game. You start out, and most folks start out the same wholesaling. Yep. Then, you know, maybe some rentals. and Then some buy and holds. You know, and you just keep, and I think the evolution is the multifamily where we're all sitting now. This is where we all want to be. And then I explain to people there's levels like, you know, the 94 units. So let's just say if we counted that as ours. So we, we're here, right? Mm-hmm. Then you have a Gino that's got 700 units or 800 units. Then you got John Azar, who would be another phenomenal guy to be on your your podcast. Thank you. He's a really good friend of mine slash mentor. They own 5,000 units.
1: Yeah.
2: Then the gentleman in New York, I ran the ad this morning, him and his brother, 182, 176, they own 137,000 units. Wow.
1: Wow.
2: So you see the levels, even in the multifamily, how we're all starting here and we're working our way up.
1: Now you brought up something huge there is your mentors, would you, would you give us some, maybe some more context on, on who are your mentors?
2: You know, when I met, I did Gino's podcast about a year ago, some folks found me and and I I met the Gino incredible guys. And I said to myself, there's gotta be some strong guys in my market that do multifamily. I know we got people. So I started researching companies and I was finding out, man, these guys own 5,000. I'm gonna send him an email. I'd love to meet you, love to talk to you. I think after like my hundredth email, he was like, all right, I'll come talk
1: to you. Yeah, yeah, just stop emailing. I
2: So very persistent to meet with him. I, I wanted to meet with him. And one guy walked in, shook my hand, heard 30 seconds, walked out. I was like, the guy, in my mind, I knew I was gonna win him over. At some point I'm gonna do something for him that it's gonna, he's gonna say, Alex, that's my mindset. But I also wanted to go to guys, I wanna learn apartments. I see meetup groups of folks running groups that don't actually own apartments. Yeah. So I look for people specifically that do that one niche and they do it very well, whether it's health, whether it's gardening, whether it's important apartments. But I also realize their time is so valuable. I don't want to take their time. I want to offer something to them Perfect. that I can equivalent to get that time and make sure when I am there with them, I have specific questions that I want to answer and so I don't waste their time. Yeah. And the funny thing is my mentors are my good friends. It's amazing how these... Re- and again, it goes back to building relationships. Most of my good mentors are friends. They're, they're buddies. They're people I want to talk to. And I think that helps in this whole business too. That's
0: incredible. incredible. So who are some of your mentors? You mentioned... Uh, Someone named John Azar. John Azar. Gino, John
2: Azar yeah. Yeah, he could get a whole list for free. This yes, I got. <laughs> <sure. You> know, <laughs> you know, Gino Barbero has become one of my biggest. Fan. I'm a fan of Gino. I'm definitely a fan of Gino. Um, Chris Clothier is another person in this business. Uh, oh, so we met him. Yeah. yeah. So listen, Chris is a, his whole family. I, I'm just, you know, he's an incredible guy. He just did the 100 mile marathon. i just, there's people that I look at and I go, I'm friends with, and I, I listen to their messages without them telling me, you know. I'm mm-hmm. um, Jay Hendricks. He's been in the business for over 40 years. Yeah. He, another incredible guy. Our inside joke is in 1973 he was hanging door fires. In 1973, I was born. so <laughs> <you know? laughs> This is another gentleman that I just met recently. This gentleman's name is Jesse Ertze. Um, You guys see a lot of it on the workout. I've talked to him a little bit. It's called "Living with a Navy Seal." Just an incredible guy health and wellness I'm learning so much from him
0: nice
2: and you know I have a lot of friends that have been in the business I see that my core business I maybe have like 15 people but I've known them for all seven plus years some people 11 12 years and I think it's based on relationships and they're all doing bigger and better things for than me and I can learn from them That's incredible Did that makes sense it does right. it sure does
0: well, going back to a couple of other things we were talking about before we hopped on the call, you also mentioned your word, of course. We talked about that. But a step up from that is your credibility book. Can oh, yeah. You describe that?
2: Yeah, so we're actually putting it together as we work for the apartment. So, you know, we want to be able, we're going to have our bio in there. You know, when you're doing single family houses, you're getting a loan. You go in, your credit score, your reserves, very simple, get a loan. When you step up to the plate to commercial, it's a different ballgame. The credibility book is basically what you're going to present at the bank. It's going to be your bio. It's going to be, you know, capital you have, it's going to be your history. You know, the deals you've done, the deals you've accumulated, they're going to want to see who they're dealing with a little bit more structured than
1: again, single family, but it's a step up. And that's part of the preparation and part of just, we'll say giving yourself a brand and, uh, and that's huge. You know, you guys can hold me to it, and John Levine's going to listen to this after
2: we have a conference call Monday. We blocked out two hours. We're working on because we we built the partnership credibility book. You know, and a couple other things that we're trying to hammer out so we can have done.
0: Nice.
1: Oh, that's amazing. Yeah,
0: we're actually working on ours.
1: Yeah, we're it's uh, every day. Yeah, constantly <laughs> trying to just format something. And it, it, the credibility books. It's very important because it. It, it just gives you a, a sense of, of, one, the direction you're going. So, so you can basically, if you want to give it to the banker, you can see what you, where you're going and also now what you've done to get to this point of where you're going.
2: Jason, that's a really good point. And folks should realize in a single family arena, it's very easy to buy or to be taken serious. You buy 10 houses, you're a superstar. You, know, you buy 20, you're, you're on top of the world. Multifamily is, is not an easy market to break in. Credibility, experience. Most people don't want to, you know. Again, they don't want to waste time on folks that can't close deals that don't have everything lined up. So, in this, true. your your word, credibility, you know, experience is huge. And and relationships, relationships with brokers, another one in this business that's really big. But they want to know what you've done.
0: So I want to I want to actually take this conversation to another level. Let's um, jump up. Let's jump up. We're jumping it up. So Jason was telling me something and because I, I mean, maybe it's because I, I try, I'm trying to wake up before my kids do, but he's told, he's told me you wake up at like 3.30 or 4.30 in the morning and that's when your morning starts. So describe your mornings for me, because I want to follow that.
2: All right. You ready? There's a book I have back here. Um, Hold on one second. I'll grab it. I'm a reader. So bear with me. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. I heard it. That that book. Yeah. Yes, great books. Listen, my book club, we read so much. So starting I started probably October. I went out on my own and you know, I just maybe I was in a rut in life and, and just I left my old partners. I was starting over in January I took on this workout challenge and I started and I said, you know what, I'm just gonna dedicate to getting up every time at, you know, I'll be up between 315 and 330. I'll put out a thought by 345, I'll be at the gym by four. And in that small amount of time, I've ran a half marathon. I've lost 38 pounds. I'm running training for my next half marathon. I'm so focused. I'm getting ready to do a 90 day program, but I want to take the time to what I call go all in. So I want to write down the foods I'm eating. I want to literally track everything because, again, this journey, real estate, life, health, it's not rocket science. We don't have superhumans, we have normal people, but we have folks that are willing to do and folks that are willing to talk. And I always say, I have to look in the mirror each day, and I want to be that person that looks at a guy and go, "What's up, big guy? You're getting it done." <laughs> not, <laughs> not
1: going, uh-oh. You are again. You're lying. And it it helps. <laughs> I, I think that's perfect. That would probably lead us into some great. Uh, would you give us some great words to live by?
2: <laughs> you know, I do. I, I, I tell I wrote it this morning. in Another group, I said direction, dedication, desire, and drive. And then on the side, I wrote. Passion and patience. And they got said, it. What do you mean? I said, Listen, do everything with passion. I, if you're going to your garden and you're gonna work in the garden, I get very excited if you notice when we talk.
0: Mm-hmm. If we
2: talk about t- I'm doing two 000 push-ups today, that's the challenge. wow nice. I'm at like 480 and somebody said, Why? I said, I don't know. I just uh-huh. <laughs> but I want to do it with passion. I wanna enjoy it. Yeah. And then you say if you're gonna do something like that, well you gotta eat right because you gotta feed your body and You want to hustle. You want to be the first person out there looking at that next deal. This is why I get up really so early because I know the rest of the world's still sleeping. I'm not knocking them. It's okay. I'm not bragging or I just... I want to make sure that I live life to the fullest. In getting up earlier, an hour or two earlier, I get so much accomplished because let's be honest, you guys have kids and you said it best when your kids get up, everything you were thinking about stops. That's right. Right? Yep. So for me... Yeah. Yes, mommy's on, daddy's on, or work's on. So I tell people when the day starts and the phone calls start, everything I was thinking about, now it's autopilot. I'm just doing what the business demands, what life demands. That early hours, there's no distractions, it's you and your thoughts. And it's a great time to be really in that moment, plan out your day, plan out your life. Just, I'm a journal person. So I write each day, my affirmations, I write them over, I write what I wanna do. and And then I just, I think about it. And then usually it's my book club and there's so much focus that I just feel driven by focus right now. If that makes sense.
0: That, that makes complete sense. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a favor. So, and this is more for me because Jason's, Jason's actually better at this than I am. This is, this is for accountability. So, <laughs> <laughs> so in a week from now, I'm going to call you. I want you to ask me this question. Peely. did you do your Mor- miracle morning all week?
2: Really, I'm gonna put we're it down. Or we're gonna have
0: me.
1: a chat. You're in trouble. I'm right. challenging myself. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is know, accountability to uh, this is public no. accountability, which is I'm becoming big on. Because if I if I put it out there, like you said, if you put it out there, you better keep your word. So yeah. I better keep my word, or else really, my, to my next podcast down. I'm gonna be like this.
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, my wife is gonna do a full marathon in November, and somebody said, "Are you gonna do it?" I said, "You know, I'm not gonna say it." I said because I don't want. I mean, it's not in my mindset. Yeah, But you just said the magic word too, accountability. I belong to a 5 a.m. book club. It's one of the most incredible groups of what I call a mastermind group. It's amazing. We didn't start to be a mastermind group, but it truly is because we have business folks. We're reading um, great book, 52 Mondays right now. Um, wow. And we discuss the books within the group and we all have different businesses, but we have Sunday as accountability day. We discuss our goals for that you wrote down for the week. Why you did them, why you didn't do them. You will get praise, but you will also get the chewing if you didn't do it. Warren.
1: Yeah.
0: Accountability right. is important. Well, yeah. do you have anything else to share with us, with, our, with our listeners?
1: Maybe uh, you could share if, um, where, where people can find you or where they can reach out.
0: Yes,
2: please. Oh, Listen, I'm, I'm the biggest social media person in the world. You know that. I,
0: I don't. <laughs>
2: I this, Jason and Billy, what I tell people is there's a lot of investors that deal with us all. I want them to see my life 24-7. I want them to know who I am. I want them to know my wife, know what we do. You know, I want, this is a guy I want to do business with. It's just, you can see the whole thing, you know? And if I had to say anything or leave anything, I'm going, No numbers, know the numbers. Yep. Don't be afraid to network. It's a very powerful tool when you learn to use it. There's nobody in that room that didn't start where you started. We all started somewhere. I promise you, I didn't wake up and I was this smart real estate guy. <laughs> i going, I promise you. You know, and your word is everything. And, and don't get so caught up in this business. Make sure you take time to live life and enjoy life. Money isn't everything. And I hear it so much that I'm gonna buy 1,000 units, I'm gonna buy 10,000 units. I'm like, my friends, I'm gonna buy enough that I make X amount of dollars and I can play in the garden. <laughs>
1: There you go.
0: Life goals.
1: Life goals. Wow. Simplicity. You, Alex. This is Simplicity. Perfect. perfect. Simplicity. Simplicity.
0: Well, thank you so much, Alex. This has been life-affirming and life-changing. Well, this is Jason and Peely with REI Foundation Podcast.
1: Thank you so much, Alex. You have a wonderful morning. Good luck in those 2,000 push-ups. I'm at like 480 right now, so I got some work to do.
0: <laughs> You're there. <laughs>